Welcome to the ship show. Yo, AJ is taking over the ship today. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the ship show podcast. Yes, it is Tuesday. More important than that, though, Newbark is not here. Even more important than that, Matt Browning is here. But even more important than that, it is Matt's birthday today. Let's go. Whoa. Let's go. Huge day on the ship show. Yeah, wow. it was a little bit. I can't believe 10 years to the day was the first time that I uh, was able to actually have a beer. Well, my first I mean, beer. It wasn't your first. It didn't mark the first day of your first beer. It just meant that you were actually oh, allowed legally. to uh, go into a store and buy it. Hey, everyone doesn't did know you, that. Come did on you now. have a uh, fake ID growing up? I did. And I'm trying to what think. What state was it? <clears throat> it was Arizona. Okay. And this guy had the most obscure name. It was like, a, <laughs> oh, it was like three letters that made no sense. So yeah. I was like. Just essentially going with it, and I he looked like me. Yeah, yeah. I had a buzzed head, and he so kind of looked like me. I mean, me. and it worked. Tall, right? It You're, worked. So you probably... He was like a six three guy. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's so... hard to come by. So I was like, totally. right, hey, this is work. So I had it probably for the last, I don't know, when I was nineteen and twenty. Yeah. Um, I think I still have my ID. You know, we uh, we'd go right down to Bleecker Street in the village, and. Uh, you know, they would literally make you like I had a Connecticut one. It was so bad though because I think I was 16 or 17 when I had a fake ID, and you know I didn't obviously I didn't look 21. It didn't scan. All of a sudden, New York started scanning everything, all the IDs and stuff. So then somebody would scan it. It wouldn't work. Uh, so then eventually, when my brother, I think I took my brother's, yeah, because he's a year or two years older than me, school school year wise. But um, I think I took his when I was like 19 or 20. And it worked a little bit, even though like we don't really look anything like each other. So the funny, st- the funny but, story yeah. is, and how I acquired the the ID, I was in a bar and didn't realize it was a twenty one Nover bar. Yeah, and it was me and my buddy, and it was just a sports bar. It was like a casual like. Are there uh, is there such thing as not a twenty one and over bar? I mean, it it was like a restaurant <laughs> yeah. bar. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But we got booted, oh. and a guy followed us out to the car, and I was like, "Hey, Rod, you see this guy? Like, what's this guy trying to do?" Yeah. He goes, "Hey." Knocks on the window. It's like, did you guys just get kicked out? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, so I'll sell you my buddy's ID. And he <laughs> looks a lot like you. So he showed it to me. I was like, oh, let me go run and grab a couple dollars. Wow, <laughs> nice. How much did he charge you? It was 100 bucks. Oh, nice. Not oh, bad. Mine worth was like every bucks. dollar. Yeah. Worth every dollar. Are you kidding me? That's a, a, a three-year investment. Two-year oh, investment, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it was, a, it was a funny story. Oh, but I love it. I love how we just get caught up on these things. <laughs> Right off the bat, a fake ID story when we turned, when we, you know, you turned 31 and all of a sudden we're reminiscing. But uh, yes, this is the ship show, you guys. That was the, I guess that was the intro yeah, of the ship yeah. show. Uh, welcome, everybody. Yeah. Uh, if you're not subscribed, I know Newbark will kill me if I don't tell you guys to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you listen. Uh, call us. Um, I don't have the number in front of me, but call us on the ship show. Email us, shipshow at calwegolf.com. This way, Lex can get your emails i'm pretty sure she found the password uh to the to our email address <laughs> no I'm that's a good po- first I'm step almost, i'm almost positive that uh she did uh trevor uh trevor uh is the producer of the ship show right now uh trevor did uh one are you able to communicate with us and two do you know if lex ever got the password for the ship show email 
All right, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take that as a no. It doesn't look like it I'm works. Gonna two, <laughs> I'm gonna take that as two no's. So here we go. What a uh, uh, just a, a ravishing start here to the ship show. But uh, Matt, it is your birthday. Do you have any plans uh, to celebrate it? You had a big engagement party big over the engagement weekend. Party, uh, enormous party uh, in in at your at your parents' home, uh, which was a ton of fun. Uh, we had a great time, and then you continued to have an even uh, better time. Uh, around midnight, you told us that you went out after uh, your party, and you know uh, you had a bartender at your party, you know <laughs> with all sorts of uh, delicious things to drink. Everybody was having a good time. It was like we were 21 all over again. Dude. <laughs> and then you told me you went out. I was like, wait, you went out when you had all like all this at your fingertips? You had food. Uh, you had some beverages. And then you went out. And I, I said, oh, that well, that sounds like a disaster. And I think it, and it, it was, was for some people. Yeah. And it's safe to say we're still in recovery mode from <laughs> oh, Saturday night. man. We're so bad. <laughs> but hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's almost like that almost overta- overtook. My birthday, I woke up, the, I went home last night and my fiance set up some like balloons that said happy oh, birthday nice. and it was almost like I had forgotten because we right. had so much and I don't know, we were just a lot of, a lot of moving pieces these yeah. days, yeah, but no, uh, no. yeah, keeping it low key, going to my favorite Italian restaurant in San Clemente, there you go. Uh, hitting, hitting Sunny's tonight. I've been Sunny's. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what, Sun- Jess and I enjoyed Sunny's and you know how we are, we're very, uh, we're very picky when it comes to Italian food, obviously, but Sunny's Primo Primo Sunny's Chicken Parm. Primo I, that's what Jess had. Oh. Listen, when in doubt. It's so good. When in doubt, just order the chicken parm, and you could judge a lot. Um, you know, some people might be like, oh, that's so standard. Like, you go to a restaurant, like, that's, a, like, you know, chicken parm. It's so old. And listen, you could tell a lot from an Absolutely. Italian restaurant. And by it's chicken not even necessarily just the chicken. It's the marinara sauce. They put so much garlic in their marinara sauce. It's insane. Listen, and I never met so a very garlicky good. marinara I didn't like. All right, <laughs> let's put it that way. And another thing with chicken parm, as a lot of listeners would uh, potentially agree to, is the cheese on the chicken parm needs to be roasted. Oh, yeah. Like, I want that cheese, I want it to be served to me almost burnt on top. Like, I want it there to be like crispy like when you're cutting through that chicken parm, I want it to be kind yep. of hard to cut through because the cheese is so crispy and and bubbly and melty. Um, oh, don't dude, give me, you're don't give me, me. an I'm underdone starving. Yeah, over here. Don't give me an underdone cheese on the chicken parm because I'm gonna judge you, you know, and say it might not be good, you know. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with but you. That's good. You got sunnies. You got uh, wedding planning going on, engagement parties. Yeah, I'm Man, just trying to keep it low key this weekend. You. I'm trying to keep it as low key as possible. Yeah, and then. Uh, a little in a couple minutes, we're talking about the Arnold Palmer experience trip that we just got back from, I guess it was uh, a week and a half or, mm-hmm. yeah, about a week and a week half and now. Half, yeah. uh, but we have someone from the trip Special uh, guest. who came in uh, that we recorded last Friday. And that is uh, uh, Kevin. And, and Kevin is, uh, he's turning into a good friend of Callaway mm-hmm. Golf and a good friend of ours. I mean, Kevin is... Uh, uh, as chill as it gets, and he's a content creator at heart, which we love about him. Uh, and Kevin, the best part about Kevin, he lives in Vista, which is literally... Uh, he's a stone's throw away. Th- he's th- right. five miles away yeah, from where we are. He's, so, like a, he's like a driver away. Dude, he might become a regular, you know? He might become <laughs> a regular over at uh, Absolutely. Cali Golf. Uh, so uh, we, have, uh, we have Kevin coming in, which you'll... Well, he came in, but you'll hear that segment in, uh, in just a couple minutes. Uh, but a couple things before that. Um, 
awesome to see Danny Willett back on the winner's circle. If you, Matt, asked me a year ago, and not only if you asked me, but if you asked Danny himself yeah. a year ago, if he'd win one of the European Tour's biggest championships, premier championships, the BMW PGA, um, in England, in his uh, home country, uh, he would literally say F off. You know what I mean? He was not in a good place publicly. Publicly about uh, with his swing, uh, with his mentality on the golf course. Uh, so, And obviously, he's one of the nice guys that we get to be around. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Oh, oh yeah, everybody's a nice guy. Blah, blah, blah. All the guy. No, no. No, Danny's like a legit guy. Like when he's hanging out with us, he's like as cool as they get. Like you could go out to dinner with him. Yep. Uh, which Lex did and House. That's right. That one segment. That was a couple, in, was a Memphis. month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. in Memphis. Uh, but like he's actually like a guy that you could just go and, and hang out with. So that was. Talking about guys that so good, you want to go and have a beer with. Yeah. Danny is 100% one of those guys. Yeah. And his resurgence has been, I mean, with his win in, what was it, Dubai? Yeah, he had a win, yeah. He went in November in Dubai and yep. then bounced back uh, and won the premier event on the yeah. European Tour. In the Masters form, huh? Are you kidding me? He's trending. <laughs> That's why whenever somebody asks, like, they'd be like, oh, was, was Danny's win uh, at the Masters like a fluke? That, well, like, you have to remember, Danny was I'm almost positive he was in the top 10 when he won at Augusta. So, like, the guy yeah, wins. Yeah, up there. Like, he's... I mean, he's he's a champion golfer. I mean, that's just what he that's just who he is. Uh, he had a stroke lab tuttle in the bag that he's been using for a little bit. Oh, and that stroke is, is untouchable right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, I saw. I watched a little five minute highlight package on European Tours' uh, new website, which is badass, by the way. Uh, he did not miss a putt on Sunday. Literally, yeah. he must have made like two hundred feet. Of How about putts. that save on eleven? After... Oh, for bogey. Oh, yeah, it was a bogey putt. For that like could have been an eight feet. so easily. Yeah, so that easily. Tuttle is an alignment machine. I don't know Absolutely. if you use one of those things, but the Tuttle is pretty. It's I mean, I've made thing. the I've made the tour of every other putter that you goes around well this. <laughs> you might as well do it, dude. He's got Crump Soft Tuttle in the bag. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got Rogue Driver, Rogue Fairway still in the bag. Just crushes those. Um, uh, MD4 Wedge, which I'm sure uh, yep. will be making transition to Jaws soon yeah. enough. And the guys are the guys right now are. Are in Napa. We got uh, that's where Newbarth is. That's why Newbarth isn't on the show. He's in Napa, uh, leading some content creation efforts with uh, Chad Jones, aka hashtag Chad. He's up there with uh, Sean Gilroy. Mm-hmm. Tony Toulon is up there getting some Odyssey content. Yeah, we got a good squad up there. I'll tell you what, that is a fire squad, and they've been releasing some of these really short clip videos that are awesome. Like uh, Kev Napier, shout out Kev, who's mm-hmm. uh, a ship show. Uh, listener and uh, you know one of the best guys to be around in the whole world. Uh, but Kev was building up Jaws wedges, so we have a cool video of him building up wedges, him going through the gauntlet of all the wedges that he made for all the players up at Napa. I think Steph Curry and Phil they're playing are going to play on Wednesday. Yeah, they're pl- they're matched up tomorrow. That's going to be a fun one. That is incredible. Did you watch the Phil Fireside with Larry David? Larry no. was kind of fire was roasting him a little bit. Was that not incredible? Oh, Larry, Yo, he was I'm here flaming him a little bit. Day. Oh yeah. Well, I love it because the quality doesn't have to be there, but well, the video quality. That's but what I'm the content about. quality is just pure fi- fire. Yo. Pure fire. It's, it's the so age good. old argument, Matt. It's the age old art. The age old argument of highly produced versus. Yeah. Lower produced, but the content is really good, right? Oh. I mean, it's uh, 
If the content is good, people will watch and people will love it. It's and, so good. And and if there's any athletes uh, listening to this, I don't know. If, I'm not sure our our professional athlete audience if uh, they listen to the ship show. Is there any? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Well, at least maybe I don't Bryce. Know. Bryce yeah. Butler. Yeah. Bryce. Yeah. Bryce. Bryce listens sometimes. Um, Wide receiver. I know Steele listens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, pro wakeboarder. Steele throws out some good content too. Yes, I mean Steele Lafferty's so a content good. machine. Yeah. Oh man, good friend of Callaway Golf. Um, some of his frisbee or football. Yeah, I actually had when a they're miss, moving. I, I had a missed call from oh. yesterday. I got a call. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. Uh, not on purpose though. I was obviously doing something. But Matt, my message to professional athletes: if there's anybody listening. You know why Phil's content resonates so well with so many people? Well, not only is he a high-profile athlete, but in an effort to be as relatable with people as possible, like the general public, I consider us the general public, you can't be afraid to throw digs at yourself. You can't be afraid to make fun of yourself, to laugh at yourself, to have other people, even if it's planted, have them make fun of you. You just, if you want to be well liked, then that's what you have to portray. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, he's authentic about it. Right. He's like he just accepts it, and he accepts it in an authentic way, where he just not necessarily he's like he blatantly like poking fun at himself. He just kind of wears it and says, "Hey, that's part of who I am. Let's do it." Not to mention that's just his persona in the first place. He's charismatic, but also. He's at a point in his in his career where he's just he embraces it and he has fun with it cuz why not? Listen, the more serious you take yourself, the more less likable you become. Don't take yourself yourself yep. too serious and that's uh, it's kind of a mantra that's that we live by in at least in the marketing team. Like there's no there's nobody that doesn't poke fun at somebody else and nobody gets offended because no. You, if you take your if you take yourself, I can't even speak today. I'm all fired up. <laughs> I have like marbles in my mouth here. If you take yourself too seriously, you will get it even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to be able to laugh at yourself and goof at yourself. That's why with Finley, Finley's great at it. Oh yeah. But you have to give it back to Finley. You know what I mean? Like you have to give it back to him, and he could take it. And if you, if you show that. You're feeling it a little bit too much. Oh, he'll dig so much <laughs> deeper. You're he'll done. dig way deeper. You're done. And then it, you might yes. as well just keep your mouth shut because it's over. Yes, but this especially applies to professional athletes because yeah. golfers, I mean, holy cow, golfers couldn't be any more like kind of unrelatable to yeah. uh, other golfers in terms of one ability, right? Like uh, the professional golfer ability is just so light years away from what an average golfer is able to do, uh, but and in a traditionally serious game. Uh, it's one of the, the most serious games, right, or sports. So you throw in those two things, but then you get guys like Phil who, like, who, who will just goof on himself and have people goof on him, and yeah. that's what makes it so great and, and so relatable. And what's nice about the golf industry as a whole is those personalities that are visible are 10 times more visible than every other other sport because a lot of people view it as a conservative sport so any golfer that shows their personality and really anything that they do 
it kind of shows out even more so than it would in any other sport. It stands just out. Just because it's more... It stands out. Exactly. They're outliers. Exactly. The expectation, outliers. the expectation is for totally. them to be kind of boring 100%. and la-di-da. Yep. But when you've got Phil doing these amazing, incredible, <laughs> and like <laughs> essentially breaking the mold of the typical golfer, yeah. it's so much more visible. Yeah. And it's so much more easy to latch onto and so much more likable. If I was any professional golfer i would literally beg phil to be on like one of phil's segments because i'm popular opinion is going to say that the general public is going to immediately become a fan of yours you know what i mean it's just like the pat the podrick harrington story that he Mm -hmm. told like came across really likable like a goofball like that's what we want to see because the their talent is so unrelatable and on TV they're so unrelatable cuz you know they're in the zone they're they're working so I don't expect them to just be over there goofing off like it's like me and you playing golf you know it doesn't hurt having Larry David sitting next to you well you, then you get Larry David and it's and it's, gold. Like, and it's you put you could put Larry anywhere and oh, it's gold immediately it's but so then good. but like just what they were talking about I mean yeah so there that's just like a lesson that I think a lot of it's a serious lesson I think a lot of uh, professional golfers could learn from and uh, not just professional golfers, but uh, professionals, uh, whether you're an athlete, uh, whether you're not. But just, you know, don't take yourself too serious, man. Yeah. That's why I always say when somebody's reviewing this show uh, on iTunes or whatever it is, like, it, hell, man, it doesn't have to be pot. It doesn't – if you're if I annoy you or, or <laughs> if you don't like the sound of my voice or – if it sounds like I have marbles in my mouth, man, I don't like. Go ahead, dig it, dig at me, man. Hey, like, tread lightly. AJ. You know, go ahead. <laughs> tread lightly. Come at me, bro. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, but no, but I'm saying just like be authentic. You know? get those Twitter fingers going. It's Dude. a slippery slope, Age. No. No. <laughs> Luckily, I I'm I'm very contained on my own personal Twitter account. I don't tweet a whole lot. Um, it's mostly it'll be like some retweets. Yeah. But mostly, I use Twitter. Um, not for a sounding board or to like entertain other people. Like that's not what I use it for. I use it as like a feed. Like I, yeah, I, I just too. like getting news from there and like, uh, watching what other people put on there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, uh, yes. Yeah, so like you would think I'd be more outspoken on it, but I'm just, I'm just not. Like, I'm the I just, same way. I use yeah, it more just, as like a pulse on what's going on same, and same sometimes get some entertainment, get some ha ha's out yeah, of it. Sometimes we'll chime in or whatever, oh, yeah. but like, um, as far as like other, like, like Harry was like, yep. uh, he, He'd probably throw down ten tweets a day. Uh, Chad throws throws a lot down, mm-hmm. uh, but those are like kind of who those guys become. I'll I'll chime in every now and then if like somebody has a question or whatever. But yeah, I'm more kind of laid back on it and just kind of scrolling through, you know. Yeah, but I'm with you. Know, maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll start amping up my <laughs> my performance on there. Maybe it's lacking a little bit, you know. I'll I think Instagram about that. Instead. I'm a streaky tweeter. Same, same here. I'm streaky. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah. You know where the easiest place to tweet is? The where? airport. Traveling. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Well, because you actually have, like, some time. and Right. Otherwise, it's like you're just grinding in, on other things. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Ain't nobody got time for that, man. You nobody. know? Nobody. <laughs> nobody. All right. Well, hopefully you made it this far because we really want you to listen to this next segment with Kev, who's uh, we're going to pretty much recap and go over the highlights of the Arnold Palmer experience with someone who was there, someone who was... Uh, who won his way on the trip through a Callaway Community Contest. Um, as if that's not another reason for you to join the Callaway Community. Just head over to callawaygolf.com slash community uh, and join because we're going to have a lot more opportunities like that coming up. But 
uh, yeah, I mean, it needs no more setup than that, Matt. Uh, should we just get to our little conversation with Kev? Let's jump in. All right. Enjoy it, guys. All right. Welcome back, guys. Honored. Honored to have two special guests here for segment two of the ship show to talk all about the Arnold Palmer experience that you've heard us talk about for a while. And that is one, Matt Browning, who you guys all know, who was one of the organizers of the trip. Know and love. What's that? All you know and love. Right? All you know. All, yeah. Well, all you know, you know, you may, you know, maybe love him, you know, maybe, maybe not, whatever. Uh, and then we have special guest, Kevin Columpit. Or, or Kev, how else do you pronounce your name? Uh, in the Philippines, I think it's Kalumpi. Kalumpi. Oh, yeah, that's kind of that kind of sexy. Kalumpi. I kind of like that. That rolls yeah. off the tongue a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kevin is a uh, Cowboy community member who actually uh, won a spot on the trip. So, what better way to get feedback, you know, to tell us how terrible the trip was than to actually bring him in studio in Carlsbad? Because Kev, you're you're a local though, right? I'm down the street. It took. 20 minutes on the GPS to get here. So where where do you live? I'm in uh, Vista, California. Oh, right on. Yeah. So, I mean, so if you're not familiar with the San Diego area, Vista is literally just due east, uh, uh, a little northeast, but literally, what, 10 miles yeah, or whatever they, it is? They all share a border. It's like yeah. Carlsbad, Vista, and Oceanside. They all kind of... Right on. So, Kev, where do you play most of your golf? Uh, Lake San Marcos? Or, no, oh, actually, it used to be Lake San Marcos when I worked there. It's mm-hmm. St. Mark's now. Now it's okay. St. Mark's. Yeah. Yep. It's, That's a fun golf course. It's good there. They yeah. got music playing and stuff like that. It's good, yeah, and they always, good have, they always have good deals, uh, good employee. So, the funny thing is about, like, Callaway is that we really we don't have a home course. Like, we, uh-huh. we, we get, like, industry rates at some places... But like the the industry rate is still, you know, it's pretty shitty. It's like to be honest. Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty it's horrible. It's like what Twilight industry rate are you talking about? Like, uh... Yeah, like you would think the playing perks would be better uh, working for Callaway, but but they're really not. So um, St. Mark's is one of the places that does give us some love. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, I mean, people who have listened to the show, they they know how I feel about. We might AJ. I mean, we might have to meet him out there and get some action. Every, yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, get some that's, yes. uh, that's obvious. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we want to quick do like a little ten to fifteen minute recap of the Arnold Palmer experience, just because Matt, as you know this, and Kevin, as you know, uh, it was the first of its kind. Number one, um, Corey Britt and Chris Kalinowski, right? Is that am I saying the last Ooh. name right? Kolodinsky. Kolodinsky. I'm yeah. sorry, Chris. Um, if you're listening, I apologize. But uh, those two gentlemen from Arnold Palmer uh, couldn't have been more gracious, not only with their time, uh, but with helping us organize the first ever experience. And we'll go into exactly what it was. Uh, but first, I wanted to give them a, a shout out. And the, the second shout out I wanted to give was the members at Latrobe Country Club oh, yeah. who were very gracious in, in opening up their club for a bunch of strangers who literally they had no idea who we were. Um, I don't know if they knew some of us were with Callaway. Some of us were members of a Callaway community. Regardless, they couldn't have been any more uh, amazing with uh, all their hospitality. They too. treated us like family. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So first two shout outs and thank yous right off the bat because uh, without both of those uh, branches, it, it never would have worked in a million years. Uh, but Kev, before we get to the actual experience, Matt, just... Um, Give us like a quick rundown, everybody, if they're not familiar with what the Arnold Palmer experience was, uh, give like a quick breakdown of, of, of kind of like what the, the two days entailed. Yeah, so we worked very closely with Corey Britt, who's the vice president. Of what a guy. Incredible guy. Yeah. 
who's very close to and has an incredible story um, with Arnold Palmer, but he's the vice president of the Arnold, pa- Arnold, Arnold Palmer I know, Enterprises. I know, I know, I do the same yeah. thing. <laughs> so he, we yeah. set it up with him, and what we did is we flew eight members of the Callaway community um, out to Latrobe, which is about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, and is the hometown and home course of Arnold Palmer. And it's where he learned the game. It's where he learned the game. His he dad was uh, his dad uh, was a greenskeeper yeah. on the course. Uh, he had a house right off what the Liter- fourth tee or right the fifth, off the fifth tee. tee. Yeah. Yep, so that's and pretty cool. And would hit balls over the little ravine onto the golf course. But um, anyway, we brought eight Cowboy community members, played the golf course, and then in the afternoon had Corey, who knows everything about Arnold Palmer, what he likes, what he what. His whole childhood felt like growing up, um, the things that he loved, the holes that he grew up playing, that he, shoot, he had, what, eight hole-in-ones on the second hole? Yeah, I know. Eight of his 21. Eight of his 21. Eight of his 21 aces. Um, That I I will never forget. 21 aces is just the craziest thing ever. I want one. (laughs) Got a sneak peek of the warehouse where he had 14,000 clubs. Top, top uh, secret location. Any too. memorabilia that you could ever imagine. Wait, Kev, talk on that, the warehouse for a second. So there's a couple different parts, right? There's the warehouse, and then there's this, which is separate from his office and workshop, which is in right. one location. So the warehouse is like this barn. What was that like? Uh, I mean, we we pretty much almost had to be blindfolded to get to the spot. We were, <laughs> we were all in tow, all had to go there together. We parked in a secret location. <laughs> You're right. We had to walk maybe half a block to get to it. Um, and then it was totally nondescript building out of the entire place out there. And, and we had access to it, which we shouldn't have. No, f- right. Yeah. Corey hooked right. it up. We had no business. You're totally right, yeah. Kev. It's so true. We had no business being in there. We yeah. might be the last people that walked <laughs> yeah. through those doors. Corey's yeah. probably like, you know what? There's we like, we can't really like keep an eye on all those people. Like Maybe one or two guests max in here. Yeah. Um, obviously, everybody, nobody really touched anything uh, because like it's it's Mr. Palmer and you're not, you know, you're not going to mess around. You don't want to like mess anything up or like leave a fingerprint, whatever it is. Um, But like you walk in and the first thing you see are those rows of complete sets that Mr. Palmer used throughout his career. Like, what was that? What was like seeing all that, that, that blew me away. That made me want to keep all my clubs. You know, I have, I have two sets right now, so I'm, you know, it's a slow build, but I was stoked. You got a long way to go, buddy. Yeah. I got a a long way. He had like, 300 sets of irons yeah. that are literally just racked up in order. Some of them didn't even look like they got hit. Yeah. I don't, I, I, there were some freshies in there. Yeah. yeah. Untouched. Yeah. Unbelievable. And Corey, Corey was funny because he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, I helped organize all of this stuff. They were in bins before. Right. They yeah. were in just like these, you know, like the large cil- cylinder bins that like we have yeah. around our office with just like scattered clubs. And Corey led the effort to, pretty much itemize every single piece of memorabilia in that entire warehouse. So everything has like a little tag on it. Uh, but then like you get past the clubs, Kev and Matt, and then you look up oh, and you yeah. see all his staff bags that he used his entire career Those and were, shoe rack yeah. with like brand. They look like they were like brand new shoes, but they were like 60 years old. Oh yeah. I think one, that was my years. highlight. Yeah. The right? shoe rack was incredible. Some of these court, some of these shoes weighed 10 pounds. I, I kid you not. The Ten trainers. pounds. Right, they had yeah. wood soles. <laughs> All of them had the metal spikes. Yep. That was I love that. And 
Click oh, clack. they had the swing tips that were so good. Yeah, the wood, had to yeah. have been like three or four layers of leather on those. Things. Oh yeah, the, those were built to last, like oh, for sure. Totally. And they, they looked fresh, like you could put them on and go out on the course and use them like that that day. Isn't it funny how like you look at uh, things that uh, Mr. Palmer that he used to wear, uh, whether it is uh, whether it's slacks, whether it's shoes, even the bags, like. You could be like, all right, I would literally, I'd rock that bag. I would, from 1950 yep. or 1955, whatever it is, I would rock those wingtips right now. The penguin shirt, I'll bring that back. I mean, it's already back yeah. to an extent. You know, I have like two penguin shirts at home. But like everything, I mean, this was, we're talking in the 50s and 60s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and now it's it like, yeah. like some of those bags, yep. I would literally I'd oh, rock that to the golf course tomorrow. any they day. They were fresh. They were so fresh. You know? Yeah. I'd feel bad for any caddy that was carrying it, though. I can't imagine what those <laughs> things weigh. They had to have been like 50 pounds Just each. Digging into your shoulder, oh. and there's no clubs in it. Yeah. No. Crazy. <laughs> and then, right, then you make your way through, like, kind of these different aisles. And, again, we weren't allowed to bring in any cell phones in here. Yeah. This was kind of like, you know, keep this little key. Even Sean. Um, uh, Sean, if you're back there um, and you could hear this, you couldn't take the camera in, and you were like, super bummed about it are you still like upset that you couldn't take your camera in there yeah i mean that was like the whole point in me filming there right <laughs> yeah <laughs> was, like, was like, you can film everything else 100 percent of everything i was else. pretty bonus but, but you know i understand you know it's part of history they want to keep it sacred and you know i respected yep. that loki i think i did see you pull up your camera you know? oh, oh, no, elbows, in, elbows in tight you know <laughs> to be fair you know i just checking the light. Yeah. Just checking the light. Try to shoot around. Yep. I didn't shoot any product. I wanted to shoot the experience and everybody yeah. in there. Tight right. Shots. Tight so, shots. Kevin, Tight I have a question for you. <laughs> what was the most obscure thing that you saw in there? Yeah, something I, that stood out to you. I mean, there was stuff like matchbooks that were itemized. There was lighters that were itemized. Right there, um, I think the coolest thing for me that I don't know if anybody else really noticed. I tried to point it out to a couple of people. Um, you remember those, like, boardwalk you go into the studio and they, they like put your face on like Rambo or mm-hmm. something like that. Arnold Palmer had a couple of those I, sitting I around. I don't those. know if you saw those, but <laughs> yeah, that, was my, those, that was my highlight. He had those obscurity. magazine covers. Yeah, magazine yeah, yeah. Covers, <laughs> yep. He had the snowmobile from like the oh, 40s. Yeah, probably still works. Too. Yeah, like, the tractor yeah. that still works. A couple works. tractors. Yeah, a couple yeah. tractors Literally, from like his, the, anything and everything. That one actually works. Oh, yeah. That it, wasn't just there for display. If you're though. watching the video podcast, there's a photo that's up on the main screen. Uh, that we all took a picture around and, and shout out to all the Callaway community members that were there. I mean, everybody yeah. made the trip. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I see freaking everybody. I played with Ken. I played with Michelle. I see PC, who's like the yeah, most PC active, oh, yeah. Yeah. the most active member on the community. Scotty's right there. Yeah, um, yeah, I see Maddie. I mean, this is like, this is amazing. I see Josh over there. Um, and while the sun was going down, they actually pulled off the golf course on that thing yeah and it was humming down the hill. i know it was, oh, it was moving well yeah you actually reminded me of maybe uh, one of my favorite moments on the trip so right so we went to the warehouse first then right across you know this is right off latrobe property and then on the literally the other side of, of the latrobe property is where the office workshop and like uh, a couple other rooms of memorabilia are also but um that night, after we did both of those things, we did a little chip off yes. on 18 Green. So you, 18 Green sits below where the clubhouse is. So like you walk out the back patio of the clubhouse, and you're kind of looking down at the 18th Green. And we pulled up. We had all these Arnold Palmer custom Truvis, and you know nobody was around. There was a couple um, uh, members eating dinner on the patio, but. <laughs> 
uh, Corey's like, hey, we can have a little chip off right mm-hmm. from uh, right from the patio to the to the green. So we all, uh, you know, we all we did like three rounds of closest to the pin on literally like an impossible shot. Like you had to like land it in the rough and like let it roll on because it's so downhill. Yeah, it was and the yeah. greens two-tiered. were lightning. It was yeah, two everybody tiered. had yeah, two tiers. I've been it rolling too. it like a thirteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Matt, Matty, Matty took a couple bucks off me actually. He Ooh. actually he Matt was actually overall out of every single shot he was. Uh, I think he like two of his balls were like the closest to uh, i'm not sure how you got that lucky that was crazy oh, get out of here <laughs> to acting like it's the first time i've taken money from you oh yeah, yeah. well oh. i think it was actually and you can't <laughs> usually both of both me and matt are paying bookies so this is very know, true usually we're, the money isn't going to one of us it's yeah. going to somebody else especially if, party if we're both all of our money's on the same people oh, oh, yeah. oh we've never won, together. Yeah. never won together yeah um, yeah but also one of my favorite things is at every meal we had some of Arnold's favorite meals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I learned is Arnold Palmer <laughs> loved blue cheese more than he loved anything. He might have loved blue cheese more than he loved golf. Yeah. I think after we played might golf. Have? Might have. Of course he did. Yeah. After we played golf. I actually love blue cheese now. Oh, it was more, amazing. More so I think I have one of my favorite foods I have now. more respect for blue cheese yeah. now than I ever have. So after golf, we got up to the clubhouse, got some drinks, and... For the appetizer, we had potato chips with blue cheese crumbles bacon. dipped in blue cheese. Yeah, <laughs> the blue, blue cheese, cheese on dipped blue cheese. a dip of it. Yeah. They had like bacon chives. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was almost like yeah. potato skins. Whoa, yeah. whoa. And then the main course was a blue cheese salad with some chicken <laughs> on top. <laughs> it is yo, unbelievable. Yo, that yeah. was so we were cracking we were cracking oh. up. It was like it was literally we had like a text thread and we were like goofing about like, man, like you know, Mr. Power Man, he 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 loved himself some blue cheese. Oh you know? man, that's yeah. funny. What was it your was... favorite meal? So then, tell Ooh. everybody what we had for like I guess the other first, the other meals. Yeah. yeah, first dinner we, uh, which was like the first night we were there. Uh, I got it was like salmon with lobster clump on top with hollandaise oh, yeah. on top of that, all on top of mashed potatoes, <laughs> and that thing was amazing. Ew, that no sounds blue gr- cheese, ew, that though. sounds gross. I should have <laughs> asked for blue cheese. Not. Like, yeah, I, I think everybody, like, looking around the table, everybody had something that was really good. Yeah. I think there was only a couple, like, duplicates where people were kind of ordering the same thing. Oh, but, that's right. But everybody... Next time, that won't yeah. happen again. Oh, I know. No. I felt bad. Who did, was it? Who was, was it Scott? I think that, PC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, I know. I felt terrible that I'm like, uh, oh, I'm like... Because I, I actually didn't realize that uh, we were eating... So then uh, Mr. Palmer's favorite dish is meatloaf. meatloaf. It's like this house. So good. It's like this Latrobe meatloaf. That was absolutely ridiculous, by the mm-hmm. way. All the food was amazing. Um, Latrobe kills it, but uh, one of the one of our guests, uh, PC, he got the meatloaf the first night, and then the second night was like kind of like the O2, like we're gonna have everything that Mr. Palmer loved. Yeah. And the dinner was actually meatloaf, so he actually had to doubled meatloaf. down on meatloaf. <laughs> he doubled yeah. down on meatloaf. <laughs> Great meatloaf. Uh, it yeah. was amazing. Whereas I mean, I would do. I would have done twice if I. I could have done yeah. it twice too. Yeah. I definitely could have done it twice too. And then uh, his favorite dessert. His, uh, cherry pie. Cherry pie. Have you guys ever had cherry pie before that? That was my first cherry pie I've uh, ever had. I, I used to be a cherry pie kid growing up. No way, and, really. And like, who made but, it? Like your? I mean, it was like the pie, the pre-filling, like cherry, the cherry mix or whatever you yeah. want to call it. So having it, that one felt more like prepared, like they had made it themselves. Like yeah, they made authentic, the cherry filling. Like yeah. actually and then the crust. I've had homemade crust before, and that's like legit homemade crust that they were using there. So, yeah, like yeah. that was because I've been. I mean, my mom is a baker. Like she made a gazillion different pies. 
Cherry Pie, not one of them. Oh, underground. Really? Cherry yeah. Pie is a little underground. Really? When it's, I have when a lot of love, though. When Cherry Pie is good, it's really good. I got and a lot of love. Yeah, when it's really sour, really tart, not as good, but that one was, like, perfect. Yeah. Like, it fit, fit right in the middle. And then breakfast was, like, my... Your favorite. My favorite. Yeah. Well, it was, it's, yeah. like, literally my favorite breakfast. It's uh, ham, ham, egg, and cheese mm-hmm. on toasted, whatever toasted bread. Is uh, that yeah. fried egg? Yeah, it was, like, a... It was like a yeah, I guess yeah. I was gonna say over medium, but it wasn't yeah, yeah. runny at all. So yeah, it was like over fried. Hard, right? Yeah, 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 yeah fried right, over yeah. fried. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it was. Tasty. I mean, it was freaking great. Walked yeah. out of there a couple pounds heavier. Yeah. Oh, you, you'll boy. see in the video. Oh. I, I had like a bubble gut, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it was a travel, but whatever. Yeah. You know? So we ha- we do have a video coming, Sean. When when is this? When are when are people gonna actually be able to to see any of this? Like two weeks out. Well. Uh, when I get some free time here in this uh, world of production, yeah, that I'm traveling. Yeah, so yeah, what do you got? What do you got going? So we're actually recording this segment on Friday, uh, the twentieth, I think it is. Uh, but what do you what do you have going? Uh, when people listen to this, you'll be where? Uh, I'll be heading up to Napa. Oh, to with New Bar, little mm. Jaws la- tour launch. Oh, nice. We got a couple guys a little bit. Yeah. Do, you, do you know your wines? Yeah. You ready for oh, that? He does. Sean, listen, Sean. Sean does. He knows his. He knows his stuff. No Come doubt. I mean, yeah. I used to date a pretty. I, I used to date a couple of significant winos. So let's oh. Oh. Hey. Used, I know a keyword used to. Yeah, used to. Keyword their wine choices doing. Oh, that's so funny. So I guess maybe after that we'll start the editing process. Correct. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, well, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna push New Bark real hard. Yeah, you can push. Yeah, we're just tell them to free me up. Tell them to stop sending me everywhere, and then I maybe know. I can hang out and start editing. You know. Listen, otherwise we're gonna do it like we did the Beth Page doc, and yeah. we're just gonna let Daniel just there hammer that edit out. And I know that you wanted to do this one, but um, hey, man, you better uh, we better make you available. Yeah, dividing I mean, yeah, conquer yeah. or something. Either way, I can help yeah. produce it regardless. You know, out of boy. Oh, nice. speaking of. Kev brought his camera out there and he's got some awesome Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Kev's got, yo, Kev uh, has got some had production camera B. Yeah, yeah, that was big yeah. camera for sure. Yeah, Maybe yeah, what, a DSLR? What do you yeah, have yeah, out yeah. there? It was a, I don't know if we can throw brands around, but it was throw EOS R. Not throwing around. The throw Canon EOS R. Uh, it's a mirrorless camera. It's great for just shooting whatever. Yeah. yeah. L- a little compact fun. You setting it up. Dude, I know. I was like, Yeah, a little Gorilla Pod. Yeah. Yo, Kev, we have to, I can't believe we didn't even talk about this. So, um, after the warehouse, we went to the office, office and workshop. Yeah. But at at the end, when we were done kind of touring the office and workshop, uh, which, again, was spectacular uh, with everything that Mr. Palmer kept, like his workshop is literally in the the way he left it, like with his tools scattered, leather grips, like in the garbage that like were never like it's just crazy. Um, at the end of that, you presented Corey yeah. with a little memento that Super now tiny. Sits it does in the Arnold in it literally now sits in a glass case in Arnold Palmer's office, yeah. which is like I don't know maybe the coolest thing ever. Uh, what was what, tell okay, explain so, to people what happened? Yeah, I was actually trying to be low key about it. I, I gave it to Corey right after lunch when we were kind of getting ready to head back to the hotel. I was like, hey, uh, I've had this for for a while. It's it's a ball mark, so everybody knows, but it's from the Arnold Palmer restaurant in La Quinta, I believe, I, when I searched the phone number. Um, and so, yeah, I had, I, I've had this ball mark. Uh, it, I gave it, or my, my grandfather gave it to me because I was on the green, I was in his way, he needed to make his putt, and so he threw a ball mark at me and it ended up being that ball mark. And I've had it ever since. And that was probably the one of the last times I think I remember playing with him. It was like right around that time. And yeah, so I gave it to Corey. I said, hey, I don't know if you can do anything with this. I figure you're the right guy to give it to. 
um, and I, I kind of gave him the little spiel, like a quick version of it. And then, uh, yeah, while we were at the tour uh, of the office, right at the end, he's like, hey, everybody, uh, Kevin gave me this. And then I said the story and and then he popped it into the end of the glass case. It's I can so honestly crazy. tell you that was one of the highlights. Of the Dude, that was yeah. unreal. It was a little Talk extra right dusty. You know, yeah, everybody's eyes were kind of getting a little watery. Oh, my God. The AC must have been pumping a little bit heavier that time, but. I uh, love that. Yeah. I love that Corey's like, yeah, he's like, I've never seen this. He's like, I've never seen this one either. Yeah. It was like a unique one. So not only was it unique, but uh, the fact that he literally took it and opened the glass case, unlocked it. With, you know, with on the key, spot, too. On the yeah. spot, puts it right next to literally like uh, the like his keys to the city yeah. that he has. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's insane. It goes right in there. And now, like, you know, you go back, yeah. to, I don't know, you go back 40 years later or whatever. It's still it's literally going to be there. Be there. Yeah. I mean, and it's like oh I, I kind of think that of it crazy. for people that maybe want an association of like when you you have a relative that has a request for their ashes or something like that. Yeah. You know, like put put some ashes on, you know, out in the, the green wall or something right. like that or Yankee right. Stadium yep. or, you know, out on the beach. That that was kind of the equivalent for me was like that was just like that was the, the cap for me for this trip. I so hope good. something I ever owned gets into that. For uh, real. Get into that. Oh. I mean. Even like even in Latrobe, I'll take whatever. I'll take something. Can't even in fathom. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, imagine that might be one of the only things that is not actually of Ar- Arnold's that's in there. You yeah, yeah, true. There and be like, yeah, I added this. Yeah, it has this I'm a part of it value. Totally, yeah, it, felt, it felt really cool and it felt really special, especially with everybody that was there and at that time frame. Like that was when you kind of got familiar with everybody and mm-hmm. everybody's story started to kind of come out. And yeah. that was like definitely a capper for me. Yeah, like, with everybody there. That's so rad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so and I wish, I mean, obviously, I wish the trip was longer, so I, yeah. you know, we could have, everybody could have got to know each other a little bit better and spend more time with each other, but, um, you know, it was a, a 36-hour trip type yeah. of thing, Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you couldn't have asked for, like, a better yeah. plan day, so, you know, shout-out to you, Matt, shout-out to J-Rod. Um, yeah, big shout-out to J-Rod. Big shout-out, yeah, I mean, J-Rod. Listen, listen, Corey and Chris were incredible. Listen, if planning, if planning an event is the name of the game, then J-Rod is the number one draft yeah. pick. Oh, Let's yeah. not get it twisted, yeah. okay? That guy... Uh, is the foremost expert on planning events, especially golf events. So I yeah. mean, that guy is—he's the—he's the best ever, um, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, any uh, final uh, thoughts? Th- th- anything that we missed uh, that we should be sharing before the video drops? Um, probably within the next, I would say, th- two to three weeks. Anything? I don't think so. I no? mean, just shout out to the community members. Yeah. Hell like, yeah. Be looking for Thank the next event, next contest that comes up because it is yeah. worth it. Like. Do your do your homework, do your diligence. Make yeah. sure you try and win. Yeah, was, if you're not on there it. yet, sign up now. Yeah, go to uh, slash community yep. Yeah, Maddie's Maddie's pushed hard to 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 be able to host these events, and he's pushed budget for it. And um, it's not an easy thing to do. No, you know what I mean? Not in a in a corporate environment. Um, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. So we're hoping to do more things like this to get more community members involved to uh, spruce up uh, activity on there. Again. Also, not an easy thing to do. It's just everybody's yeah. scattered. Everybody's all over the place, nonstop. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's. We've got, you know, we try, we we try our best, no doubt. We've got two or three more coming up before the end of the year. So, so there you go. Keep your eyes go. peeled. Yeah. Get on yes. there, and yeah. they are going to be incredible. Awesome. So, yeah, get on there. Awesome. Well, Kev, uh, 
since you're local, I'm sure I'll be seeing a lot more of you. Don't I, be don't yeah. be a stranger, man. I hope you know? so. Yeah, we'll have to get out on the course for sure. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Always you got to drag me out there because I don't like play golf around here anymore. <laughs> yeah. this well, is like, like, like you were saying, terrible. Like, you, you figured you'd be in the golf industry, you'd play more golf. Yeah. You, you don't. Oh, it's no. It's the opposite. It's the complete yeah. opposite, you know? So. <laughs> but you get it in chunks. Which yeah, is, exactly. Which but you have good. nice equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Arnold Palmer wedges. Shout out to Toronto for making all these guys. We surprised these guys. Uh, Matt had a brilliant idea of putting of staging them in in Arnold's workshop. Uh, who pointed? Who Scott? He's Scott, Scott, yo, yo, Scott. Scott is the man. Yo, yeah, Scott <laughs> yeah. is the man. He that was really funny when he was like, he was like, wait a minute. He's like, he's like brand Arnold new. didn't. He's like Arnold didn't play these wedges, and they were the brand. They were brand new Jaws wedges. I'm sure you saw pictures on Instagram or the community if you follow. Uh, but there were these uh, Jaws wedges that just launched that were all decked out. Um, 13, uh, it was a, it was a limited edition of 13. I think it was. And, uh, we surprised each, uh, person that was on the trip with one of these wedges. And, and, uh, it was, it was awesome the way it kind of played out where Scott's like, holy cow. He's like, uh, these are like brand new. And then, and then, uh, Matt and Jared were like, oh, actually we made every, we, we made one for, for each member. So that was like, yeah, those things are just fire. Oh, yeah. So good. Toronto and just it was, kills. It wasn't like the, the clubs were obvious either. They were kind of like a sea of clubs. So nobody right. would really notice. And yeah. the fact that Scott noticed. Well, it, got all to people. The, it got to the point yeah. where I didn't realize, didn't think anyone was going to notice. So I was going to be like, so whoever can find the newest thing that is in this room that's perfect. is going to get something special so good fortunately scott came across it yeah and no he like set the scene perfectly you exactly. know like it was yeah. like it was so funny man the way that all played uh, out but uh well so then good. kevin uh, yeah you got to meet anthony today right oh right on yeah, yeah. you met toronto right yeah yeah, you're yeah back there yeah he's a great guy yeah. he he gave, he told me like how he got into it and his whole process behind it and yep. Man, the guy loves it. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. that's good to know. Like when you get custom clubs, that um, the guy's the man. He puts a hundred percent into yeah. anything he that he it. does. So, totally. yeah, he's a man. But um, all right, Sean, any uh, final words before we split? I uh, just want to thank everybody. Thank all the community members that came out, and uh, thanks for you know making it just an amazing experience. I mean, I I think I took one putt with. <laughs> on one green, but like I felt like I was playing and hanging, and I felt Arnie's presence. You took part time. in that. Uh, yeah. You took part uh, in that yeah, chipping yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah. Did the chip, right? yeah, 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 yeah. At the end, that was a little fun little little game we had going on there. Whole yeah. challenge, eighteen, whole challenge post dinner. But uh, yeah, no, it was just an amazing time. Like I said, feels like a dream still, even even for me. It does. And, yeah, me too. Just, yeah, yeah. just the vibes and the camaraderie we all had. It was just a beautiful thing. So, can't wait to do it again. Hell yeah, man. I can't wait to see that edit either. So uh, stick around for that. We'll keep you posted. Um, yeah, but thanks to everybody again. Uh, Corey, Chris, Latrobe, Community, J-Rod, Matt. You guys yeah. are all awesome. But uh, yeah, Kev, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. We will see you next time on The Chip Show. I've been standing here waiting for these guys to finish up since the podcast started. Can I at least get a chair? Anyways, thanks for listening to The Pirate Ship Show. We'll see you next time. Visit CallawayGolf.com for more.